Muy buenos dias and happy Thursday to all across the Delaware Valley and of course to all my Phillies fans. We woke up this morning, we grabbed our phone, and we had a much better mood because of the Philadelphia Phillies in the game finale, the series finale against the Arizona Diamondbacks finally did what we expect them to do and they got the job done. Not only did they get the victory, but the bats finally woke up and they performed to the expectation that we all hold for them. 18 runs on Wednesday night off of 22 hits. The Phillies bats were performing the way they're supposed to. You even had a seven run inning. You had a position player pitching as well. You always know that's essentially the 2022 version of throwing in the towel. And for the Phillies, what you need exactly ending this series. Because look, we all talked about it over the last two games. The stigma, the, the, the mental block of September going up against teams that are weaker than you and losing series to these guys, to those type of teams. Although you did lose the series, you didn't get swept like you did last year, and you ended it on the right note. And you needed to get that confidence up as you know, we have the all-daunted day off, which we know as of late for the Phillies hasn't really given them a lot of favors. But you get the day off, and now you prepare for another big series against the San Francisco Giants who you definitely want to be on the ball against those guys. But we'll talk about this game. What an absolute night down in Arizona. And, of course, I want to welcome everyone to today's Phillies game recap. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly. Uh, thank you so much for watching, guys. If you guys enjoyed today's content, make sure you guys hit the like button. And if you are a fan of Philly sports, consider joining the family by subscribing to the channel as we discuss all things Philly sports. What a win last night by the Union. All, uh, LAFC loses to Houston. So now you got a supporter shield potential. And then to, to add to top it all off, the Philadelphia Phillies absolutely obliterating the Diamondbacks and is exactly what we needed in this game. Look, there was a lot of freaking runs in this ballgame. Um, and the Phillies, asked, similarly to Monday night, they started off quickly in this one. Uh, as Alec Bone got a field error uh, in the bottom of the first inning, and it was a one nothing game. The Phillies would tack on four more runs in the top of the fourth inning, uh, thanks to a, uh, sorry, top of the third inning, uh, thanks to a Bryce Harper single that brought in Alec Bohm and Reese Hoskins. Uh, and then you had a Gene Segura single that would bring in Alec Bohm and a Matt Veerling uh, single that would bring in JT Real Muto. And so you would tack on four more in that inning, and it was a five to nothing ball game. Now, to me, the biggest difference in this game and the and the the momentum shift in this game happened in the bottom of the fourth, top of the fifth inning. Because you had a lead, and that's something that we've seen before. But what happened on Monday? Right? They had that seven nothing lead heading into the bottom of the fourth inning, and the Diamondbacks came all the way back and got six, uh, six runs in that inning. And so the lead is definitely something that you should, didn't feel safe about heading into the top, uh, heading into the, the, the bottom of the fourth inning. Um, and so for the Phillies, uh, bottom of the third, I'm sorry, bottom of the third and bottom of the fourth inning. So in this inning, you had uh, the second batter up one out, Jake McCarthy comes up to bat. And by the way, the power, the low key power that this guy has is, is pretty impressive. Jake hits another home run, back-to-back -back games where he hits a home run in another similar spot to where he hit one on Tuesday night. Uh, he hits this one into right field, right above that little seat as of the bullpen that they have there. And it was now a 5-1 to one ball game. With, uh, with one out, 
Then came up Emmanuel Rivera, and then came up Christian Walker, and you got flyouts on both of those at-bats. Uh, the one thing that was really working for Bailey Falter was his uh, four-seam fastball, which we'll talk about in just a second, but he was able to get out of that inning. So that was big because you had the lead, and now in two straight innings, you were able to just eliminate the runs that you allowed a lot of the previous two days to only one run. And then the Phillies getting the almighty insurance run, and in this case, insurance runs as... <clears throat> Um, you would first off get Tommy Henry off the mound uh, that thanks to uh, Bryce Harper walking and JT Romito singling. So now you got Reyes uh, Mor Mora Moronta. Moronta. That's, there we go. Moronta. I have to get my Spanish reading in there. Um, Gene Segura followed by that would hit a single that brought in Bryce Harper. And then two batters later with one out, Brandon Marsh hit himself a triple, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Marsh bringing the bat, bringing in two more runs there. Uh, and then you get a wild pitch by Reyes Moranta that would bring in Brandon Marsh. Uh, and then you got out of the inning with a 9-1 lead, getting yourself that the insurance run. And at that point, it was essentially over thanks to that top of the fifth inning with a great performance. The Phillies attack on a run in the sixth, a run in the seventh. And in the eighth inning, the Phillies put a lot of damage on the board as they would score a total of seven freaking runs. Uh, Luis Ferias did not was not getting any favors done there was a wild pitch there was two wild pitches in that as well um and at that point the diamondbacks literally threw the white that they threw up they threw the towel they put in their catcher carson kelly in this pitch um and yeah garrett stubbs had a double <laughs> to get two runs in it was it was bad it was bad and you know what rightfully so Right, because we, we suffered some embarrassing moments. I and I Diamondbacks got a reconciling um run in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, thanks to Stone Garrett. He's a pretty solid baseball player, I'll tell you that guys, but um that, it was listen, it was a little bit of payback. You know, the, the Diamondbacks kind of embarrassed us the last two days. You know, they scored twelve yesterday in a twelve three win. They scored thirteen the day before in a comeback thirteen seven win. And so here today, the Phillies it just feels like number one, they Comet kind of came out playing pissed off. And you like to see the emotion. You like to see them playing with a little bit of an edge. And you can clearly tell they were upset with the way that the previous two days went. And reminder, they also lost on Sunday as well to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, and this series, I felt, was a little bit different. The Phillies, to me, were still the better team. It just really felt like the Phillies had a mental block. And they were able to kind of... I don't want to say shake off completely, but they were able to, at the moment to kind of just capitalize on the moment, understanding that you do not want to get swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks at this point of the season, especially since the Padres uh, were able to, to get get uh, get the job done against San Francisco Giants. You apply extra pressure right now, right now at the moment, you are only a half game up on the San Diego Padres. So this game was truly important. And the Phillies came out playing inspired emotional pissed off baseball and that is exactly what you want to see they they let it all out on in this game ladies and gentlemen that was definitely really big to see but um we'll talk about the bats and obviously they did their thing as expected but i kind of want to start off talking about bailey falter we have ourselves a good problem um bailey's good like he's good at baseball <laughs> Uh, I love what Bailey Falter has been doing. You know, it's funny because when we looked at the trade deadline time, the one thing we kept saying was we need to go find an, a, a fifth starter, right? 
none of us believed in Bailey Falter, and rightfully so. There was a lot of games where Bailey Falter would only go three innings, and he was really struggling. But around that time, something clicked in Bailey Falter's head. He wants to be a starter, and it's clearly evident he wants to be a starter. And every time he goes up to the mound, it feels like his mentality is, I'm going to prove and I'm going to show that I should be in this rotation. I should have a place for the playoffs. And he came out here again. This was his best performance, ladies and gentlemen. Six in the third innings pitched. Could have probably gone a little bit longer, but hey, uh, when he when he beat the brakes out of a team like Arizona, can't really kill him for that. Um, <clears throat> you had uh, five, he allowed five hits. Um, he gave up a uh, one earned run, and he had six strikeouts. He did allow a home run, but man, McCarthy's pretty pretty good baseball player. But regardless, I mean. His, like I mentioned, his four-seam fastball was working. It's not like a crazy heat, heater type of pitch, but for at least for him, at least. But he, his location was there. Like His location was there all game long. And I think that's the one reason why Aaron Nola and Ranger Swat have struggled in the series. Their location was not there in their respective starts. And he clearly had it. He threw some all-speed pitches as well. But to me, seeing a pitcher, a starting pitcher, go up to the mound, throw with conviction, throw that fastball, and have a location. That was refreshing to watch. <laughs> Straight up, that was refreshing to watch. Uh, Nick Nelson came in for two and two-thirds. Um, and this was a clutch performance as well because of the fact that throughout the first two games, Arizona really used up a lot of our bullpen arms. And so to be able to go into this game only using two pitchers, that was really big for us. And so now you got a day rest. Heading into San Francisco. Now, hopefully, in San Fran, you don't use up your bullpen arms again because you're going to run into this similar situation. But this is definitely a good one. And so kudos to, to Bailey Falter. He threw 83 pitches. Nick Nelson threw uh, 25 pitches. But um, 62 strikes for Bailey Falter. I mean, yeah, his location was truly and honestly great to see. But... It always helps when you do have some run support, and Bailey Falter certainly got his fair share of run support. I believe he left the game um, with a 9-1 lead, uh, so that, that'll, that always helps, right? But um, these bats, I mean, what can I say? They did what we kind of expect them to do, and you saw the effect of having such big bats in the lineup. You look at the top of the lineup, you look one through five, Schwarber, two for six, Hoskins, three for six, uh, Bomer, two for six. Harper, three for four. Great game by Bryce Harper. JT Romuto, two for four as well. So the big bats in your lineup at the top of the at the top of the rotation, top of the lineup, I'm sorry, really got the job done. Uh, even Gene Segura, who was batting six here today, he was two for three on the day as well. So um, your big bats really got the job done. Brandon Marsh had a really – actually, Brandon Marsh, surprisingly, has actually had a solid series. He had a triple here today. He went three for six. Yesterday, he he really produced the only runs you were able to score on Tuesday night with that three-run home run shot to give him his first home run as a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. I believe he had a hit on Monday night, but um, he's been pretty big. And uh, he as he continues to develop his his swing and continue to improve upon it with Kevin Long, um, I, he's been he's, his glove obviously is what we needed. Uh, but if he can continue providing you some pop with that bat. It is really going to be big. Um, Edmundo Sosa also went two for six here today. He did tweak his back a little bit in the game, but Rob Thompson did mention that he's going to be okay. Um, I'm not going to kill Edmundo Sosa's uh, defense because I do think it's still pretty good, and I don't think he's done anything to warrant any benching. But 
I've watched a good fair share of his play so far, and I'll be honest, I kind of like Johan Camargo a little bit better. I don't know. I, I think I just like his glove a little bit better. And I think that both of these guys, like their bats are just a wild card. You really don't know what to expect from their bats. So I'm leaning more towards Johan Camargo. Now, I'm obviously going to have to watch some Johan Camargo as he's right now with Lehigh Valley. But I just feel like that glove of Camargo is something that I would prefer over at Mundo Sosa. And that's just, that is just me. But overall, it was just a dominating performance from these guys. It's crazy that... We killed these bats, especially yesterday. What they were 0 for one with runners in scoring position. They were they had they put up four runs off of or sorry they put up three runs off of four hits and it was absolutely atrocious. Here today, you were 15 for 29 with runners in scoring position. That is absolutely crazy to to think about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they had they had a, a triple by Brandon Marsh, like I mentioned. They had three uh, four doubles here today as well. Um, it, it was just a complete overall dominant performance. They did leave out 12 uh, b b batters on, but when you're able to put up those numbers, 22 hits as well, it, it was absolutely great. Poor Tommy Henry. We were talking about Tommy Henry before this game. Like, all right, what do we expect from this young pitcher uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks? You know, he, what was he, 3-2 on the season or something like that? But it was uh, it was definitely freaking crazy to say the least. But this is what we expect from our Phillies team. Um not per se a blowout every single time, but obviously you're looking for the Phillies to take care of teams like this. Uh, I would much rather take the series win than this blowout win that they had here on, on Wednesday night, but you can't, you have to move on from it. Um, you got to learn from it. You got to figure out why it is you struggle against teams like this late in the, in, in the season, like this as well. Uh, but now you got a San Francisco Giants team who pretty much are out of the wild card race, but... I wouldn't just be sleeping on the Giants. And also, you got Gabe Kapler. And you're also on the West Coast, which makes it a little bit difficult as well. But I really like uh, I really like our, menta our, our mentality going into this next year. But one thing that does concern me is the fact that you do have a day off. And as of late, these guys don't... I don't know what they do. I don't know what the routine is. But when they come off of a day of rest, they come out flat as flat can be. So I want to see how these guys respond to a day off this time around on the West Coast heading into San Francisco. The difference is you are going to be away. So typically there's not much that you can do. I mean, you could get yourself into a little bit of trouble in a different city. But I'm hoping that these guys are staying together. You know, go, grab, go out to eat, go grab a bite. I'm sure there's a great spot to eat out in San Francisco. You might spend a pretty penny, but what are we talking about? We're talking about millionaires here. We're talking about a baseball team who's won over the luxury tax. These guys can go ahead and afford it. All right, a little bit of news and notes here to talk about. Um, real quick, yesterday, earlier on in the day, the Phillies uh, and Dombrowski's preparing for the bullpen and obviously missing Corey Knable. He's trying to find some buys that he can kind of rely on. Um, they went and acquired Vinny Natoli from the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, he's a guy who was going to leave Toronto regardless. He was going to opt out of his deal, which he had the opportunity to do uh, because he's looking for a major league opportunity. Uh, Toronto was not giving it to him, and so he was going to opt out, but he decided, or I'm sorry, the Blue Jays decided, hey, we'll actually just trade you to the Phillies who might give you an opportunity for a major league uh, stint. And so the Phillies sent over uh, minor league catcher Carl Ellison, who had a couple of years in the independent ball leagues. Um, but uh, Vinny Natolo, Natoli, sorry, Natoli, sorry, don't kill me, South Philly. Um, but he should be activated today. Um, it'll be he'll be with the team for tomorrow's uh, opener against the Giants. 
Um, but that's that's an extra body that we got in the bullpen. Um, I want to take a real quick um, little moment of respect towards uh, Lee Thomas. Um, if you guys don't know, especially for my youngsters, Lee Thomas was the general manager of that 93 team. He put that team together. Uh, he just passed away uh, early this or actually yesterday uh, at 86 years old. Um, and from my understanding, um, it was natural causes, um, his death. He was in St. Louis. He's a St. Louis boy. Um, yeah, and there's not much information about his death, but it's definitely a big one, guys. Obviously, you know, that 93 team is beloved here in Philadelphia, and sometimes we always forget who is the architect you know, do people remember that Ed Wade was the one that architected those the, the late 2000 Phillies teams? But I um, wanted to give a quick moment of respect for, towards uh, Lee Thomas uh, as he passed away. I'm sure the fans that were with that team in 93 certainly remember and certainly are their hearts are full with that one. But um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back at it uh, tomorrow. Today is a day of rest here for Phillies Nation. And uh, take some rest, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, maybe watch them do by the river tonight. Get ready for the Red Bull match. We got Red Bull on Saturday. Red Bull, Giants, not the New York Giants, San Francisco Giants. It should be a lot of fun, guys. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed today's recap, make sure you guys hit the like button. Subscribe for more Philly sports. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go, Phils. Let's beat the Giants. Talk to you guys soon. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we finally did it. We hit that big bang. The Phillies in this offseason, we all have been still feeling that World Series loss. And listen, it definitely sucked. Crazy how this season and how far we went to end in that matter. And of course, the goal this offseason is how do we get back there? How do we beat the likes of the Houston Astros, who are obviously making noise of their own? This is how you start it off. You start off with the bang. You go ahead and you sign Trey Turner, the guy that you have been heavily linked to over the past couple of weeks. Honestly, this past two seasons, to be quite honest with you. And this is the bang that we all needed to start off with. This welcome, everyone, to this breaking edition of Phillies Talk as the Phillies have officially signed Trey Turner. We got the official word, Jeff Passon giving us the news that he will be a Philadelphia Philly. We got the number details as well, but I want to formally welcome everybody here to today's breaking edition of Philly's Talk. We weren't going to even, we, listen, we we're planning on doing Sixers Talk live here tonight. Obviously, you know, the, 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 that didn't go, that we'll still have tonight, but the Phillies really giving us some news here today, middle of the day. So Trey Turner signs an 11-year deal. $300 million, 27 annual average salary. I, I, I can't say that I can be too mad because Trey Turner is exactly what you need for this team. You get yourself an elite shortstop who is going to be 30 years old by season start. Um, and this guy has won a World Series. I believe he played, he went deep with the Dodgers for those two seasons that he was there. Obviously coming from the Washington Nationals. And we know why he was heavily liked with the Phillies. Because Bryce Harper is the assistant to the assistant GM. He's the assistant GM slash player. And so when Bryce Harper says, I want Trey Turner, you kind of have to go and get Trey Turner as best as you can. And it was really interesting because the Phillies were also heavily linked to Xander Bogarts, which I do think made 
negotiates a little bit interesting because of the history that Bogarts has with Dave Dombrowski from their time over in Boston. But at the end of the day, I think that Trey Turner fits with this baseball team a little bit more. Um, Trey brings a really good glove. That's most important. And a bat that's obviously really dangerous. And when you look at some of his stats, last year with the Los Angeles Dodgers, he was a 298 hitter, had 100 RBIs, and he hit 21 home runs. And for his career, he's a 302 hitter with 268 RBIs and 124 home runs. So he's exactly what this lineup definitely needs. Offensively, look. Trey Turner brings to you another bat that you could put near the top of the lineup. And more importantly, he gives you another option as a leadoff guy. I know a lot of people were frustrated with Kyle Schwarber and they didn't want to see him in there every day. And I and I do agree to an extent. I don't think that you should have one guy to kind of lean off on your as your leadoff guy because when Kyle Schwarber is having an off moment like he did at the beginning of last year or he's hurt and you need to find another guy, I don't want to see Matt Vierling up there. I don't want to see JT Real Muto. I don't want to see makeshift leadoff guys because you have no other options. Now you have one A, you have one B. It depending on the matchup, you have different options of what you can try to use as that leadoff guy. And I think Trey Turner really uh, provides that, and, and it makes it really exciting when you can switch between Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner. And where do you put him in the line? I I feel like my A, my grade A lineup going forward will probably be uh, Schwarber still leading off. I would put Trey Turner at two, Bryce Harper. Probably put him back at the three, JT Real Muto at the four. I would put Reese Hosses at the five. Um, I would keep uh, Nick Castellanos at the six, six slot. Um, I'd, keep, I'd obviously uh, put Brandon Marsh still at my ninth and then Bryson Stott at the eighth. And that's with the lineup that I would kind of roll in going into next year. Obviously, you can interchange with that. Obviously, you could try to do Trey Turner at the at the one, uh, at the at, at the one hole. Um, maybe something along the lines of JT two, you could put Kyle Schwarber three, Bryce Harper four, and then keep everything else kind of the same. Um, you, the options are kind of endless and I would love to hear from you guys, what you would want to see as the batting lineup. But look, the name of the game going into this offseason is trying to beat the Houston Astros. I think a part of the reason why you lost to Houston, you look at that baseball team, there was a lot of dogs batting. And even their pitching, there was a lot of freaking dogs. I still think that there is work to be done with this team. But you added yourself another legit dog that can get you over the hump. I really do feel like if you have Trey Turner on last year's roster against Houston Astros, I think it would have been a much better series here. And realistically, what is what you're doing with this move is you are upgrading from Gene Segura. That's realistically what it is. You're upgrading from Gene Segura. So now you have uh, one of the best shortstops in baseball. It's been a while since we've been able to say that right here in Philly since the days of J- Jimmy Rollins. But now you move Trey Turner to shortstop. You move Bryson Stott to second base, where I think that he's going to absolutely flourish. If you guys remember, when Gene Segura was out last year, that was a spot that you put Bryson Stott in, and I thought he did a really fantastic job. So I think that this infield has been solidified. Reese Haas is to first base. Listen, I understand a lot of your guys' frustration. And look, there could be a possibility he gets dealt. I don't think that is likely at this point. I think that the Phillies are going to keep rolling on with him. But... I'll be honest, you guys, there's not many better first basemen out there in Major League Baseball. I'm telling you, the numbers are out there. So you got Reese at first, Bryson Stott at second, Trey Turner at shortstop, and Alec Boehm at third base. 
World Series, baby. Book those damn flights. Get that tattoo on your leg. I'm obviously kidding, but the excitement has instilled with us. I mean, we haven't talked Phillies baseball realistically for the last two months. We've still been reeling, and this is definitely one way to kind of ease our pain with this Phillies baseball team. It's, it's freaking fantastic. And you got to find a way that the goal this offseason and continuing with every single other move, you have to find a way to be better than the Houston Astros. And this is definitely going to be a great way to start that. Six players in the Phillies lineup has been locked up for a total of $1 billion. That's the, that is the nutty business that is baseball. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Zach Wheeler, JT Real Muto, Nick Cassianos, and Kyle Schwarber all locked up. That is all equaling to $1 billion. If you wanted to tell me that this organization did not want to win, I'm going to call you a damn mother effing liar. And let's be honest with you, with ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, right now, I feel good heading into this baseball season, not just for making another World Series run, but how about a division title in the process? Because I'm not even scared of the Atlanta Braves anymore. The New York Mets, I'm sorry, but they have taken a step back. Justin Verlander over, over Jacob DeGrom, I'm sorry, but that's not really putting too much fear in me, okay? I, I think that this division next year can very well be here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, things still need to happen. And obviously, you saw Zach Eflin gets a great deal to the Tampa Bay Rays, which kudos to Zach Eflin. An organization like Tampa that doesn't usually like to spend money usually are pretty efficient with their money. I don't understand the move, but hey, do what you got to do. We love you, Zach Eflin. Go get your dough. We ain't mad about it. Kyle Gibson goes down to Baltimore. I think it's a perfect situation for him. Not a lot of pressure down there. It's still kind of technically rebuilding. Um, so... When you're looking at this roster and you're looking at how to continue supplementing this team, I still think that they need another starting pitcher. Now, uh, Mick Abel and, and, of course, Andrew Painter are within the system, and there's still a lot of hype surrounded around those guys. Does Dabrowski and this organization trust those kids to come make that leap and be a starter? Painter's one I can envision. Abel, I would hold off just a little bit, but I do think that going out there and getting yourself an another starter would be very beneficial. Obviously, you have Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez. Getting yourself another starting pitcher would continue solidifying it. Again, got to beat the likes of the Astros. You saw what they did. Christian Javier, uh, Justin Verlander, which obviously they did They did lose. Um, but you guys get the picture. They got arms, and we need to compete with that, especially with the bullpen. Do we add another bullpen piece? Obviously, Eflin and Gibson leaves that playoff bullpen. Uh, so you obviously need to supplement that. And... Uh, Corey Knebel, what 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 will be the deal with him? I don't believe I'll have to double check. I can actually look up here. Um, I don't believe that Corey Knebel signed more than a one. I thought he signed a a prove it type of deal um, with the Philadelphia Phillies. But um, regardless, the bullpen is definitely one to two pieces. Something you're going to have to kind of add on. And it was a one year, ten million dollar deal that he signed last year. So he is a free agent. If they want to bring him back. It would have to be less than $10 million. I don't think he's worth $10 million here. Uh, but this bullpen, one thing we could say, it's not a complete rebuild because obviously these guys have improved upon. Last year, they were one of the best bullpens in baseball. So you're really just adding on some depth that's going to be big. I do think that they also still should go out and get another outfielder. I love Matty V, um, but we don't know how long we're going to be without Bryce Harper. Don't really feel too confident with Nick Castellanos out there every day as the outfielder. So that would be one position that I would definitely be looking at to kind of to supplement and to kind of upgrade as well. So all season still underway, but Dave Dombrowski continues to strike magic on this baseball team. 
this was a domino effect that we were all waiting for. Now that this is under out of the way, um, now we can just focus on adding more. I really do think that this Phillies team, the most important thing that they're going to have to add going forward is another starting pitcher. Because I'm not sure if Painter and April are ready for that. And you just got rid of Gibson, and you just got rid of, of Eflin, and uh, I believe Syndergaard also is gone. So you need to find two, uh, two more guys at least, or at least one guy, and you can find that other that fifth starter for the regular season. But for the playoffs, really that's what you need. And also, I mean, you do still have Bailey Falter. Obviously, you saw what happened in the playoffs. It kind of went away from Bailey Falter, uh, but he was a big piece of them getting to the playoffs within last year. So uh, we'll see what, what happens, man. But this is... This is definitely a great way to start it off, man. Trey Turner. Who's getting those Trey Turner jerseys, huh? Who's getting themselves the Trey Turner jerseys? Holy smokes, congratulations. What's up, Luke? Thank you so much, brother, man. It's it's a great day here in Philly. That's a great way to start off the week, man. On Monday, a little midweek breaking news. A little, little, little Phillies breaking news. What's up right now? How you feeling, man? Are you, are you excited for the Phillies? Or are you still uh, holding out hope for the New York Mets? Philly's Philly season, man. It is Philly season. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this breaking edition. Core, uh, listen, again, Trey Turner is a Philadelphia Philly. Boo, right now. Boo. Go Phils. Go Phils. Um, so, yeah, so as more news comes out with the Phillies and the Union, of course, we're also on the Union offseason. Uh, we'll be doing all, some more stuff like this. Obviously, time constrained. Mondays are tough for me, so I just wanted to get this out as soon as possible and get that news out to you and give you guys my instant thoughts. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Read them in the comment section. So let me know in the comment section your thoughts on the Trey Turner news. Thank you so much for watching here, guys, for on this Phillies Talk Live. We'll be back here tonight for Sixers uh, game recap, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Ed Barcelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Phillies. Talk to you guys soon. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we finally did it. We hit that big bang. The Phillies in this offseason, we all have been still feeling that World Series loss. And listen, it definitely sucked. Crazy how this season and how far we went to end in that matter. And of course, the goal this offseason is how do we get back there? How do we beat the likes of the Houston Astros who are obviously making noise of their own? This is how you start it off. You start off with the bang. You go ahead and you sign Trey Turner, the guy that you have been heavily linked to over the past couple of weeks. Honestly, this past two seasons, to be quite honest with you. And this is the bang that we all needed to start off with. This welcome, everyone, to this breaking edition of Phillies Talk as the Phillies have officially signed Trey Turner. We got the official word, Jeff Passing giving us the news that he will be a Philadelphia Philly. We got the number details as well, but I want to formally welcome everybody here to today's breaking edition of Philly's Talk. We weren't going to even, we, listen, we we're planning on doing Sixers Talk live here tonight. Obviously, you know, the, 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 that didn't go, that we'll still have tonight, but the Phillies really giving us some news here today, middle of the day. So Trey Turner signs an 11-year deal. $300 million, 27 annual average salary. I, I, I can't say that I can be too mad because Trey Turner is exactly what you need for this team. You get yourself an elite shortstop who is going to be 30 years old by season start. Um, and this guy has won a World Series. I believe he played, he went deep with the Dodgers for those two seasons that he was there. Obviously coming from the Washington Nationals. And we know why he was heavily linked with the Phillies. Because 
Bryce Harper is the assistant to the assistant GM. He's the assistant GM slash player. And so when Bryce Harper says, I want Trey Turner, you kind of have to go and get Trey Turner as best as you can. And it was really interesting because the Phillies were also heavily linked to Xander Bogarts, which I do think made negotiates a little bit interesting because of the history that Bogarts has with Dave Dombrowski from their time over in Boston. But at the end of the day, I think that Trey Turner fits with this baseball team a little bit more. Um, Trey brings a really good glove. That's most important. And a bat that's obviously really dangerous. And when you look at some of his stats, last year with the Los Angeles Dodgers, he was a 298 hitter, had 100 RBIs, and he hit 21 home runs. And for his career, he's a 302 hitter with 268 RBIs and 124 home runs. So he's exactly what this lineup definitely needs. Offensively, look. Trey Turner brings to you another bat that you could put near the top of the lineup. And more importantly, he gives you another option as a leadoff guy. I know a lot of people were frustrated with Kyle Schwarber and they didn't want to see him in there every day. And I and I do agree to an extent. I don't think that you should have one guy to kind of lean off on your as your leadoff guy because when Kyle Schwarber is having an off moment like he did at the beginning of last year or he's hurt and you need to find another guy. I don't want to see Matt Vierling up there. I don't want to see JT Real Muto. I don't want to see makeshift leadoff guys because you have no other options. Now you have one A, you have one B. It depending on the matchup, you have different options of what you can try to use as that leadoff guy. And I think Trey Turner really uh, provides that and, and, and it makes it really exciting when you can switch between Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner. And where do you put him in the line? I, I feel like my a, my grade A lineup going forward will probably be uh, Schwarber still leading off. I would put Trey Turner at two. Bryce Harper, probably put him back at the three. JT Real Muto at the four. I would put Reese Hosses at the five. Um, I would keep uh, Nick Castellanos at the six, six slot. Um, I'd, keep, I'd obviously uh, put Brandon Marsh still at my ninth. And then Bryson Stott at the eighth. That's with the lineup that I would kind of roll in going into next year. Obviously, you can interchange with that. Obviously, you could try to do Trey Turner at the at the one uh, at the at the one hole. Um, maybe something along the lines of JT two. You could put Kyle Schwarber three, Bryce Harper four, and then keep everything else kind of the same. Um, it, you the options are kind of endless, and I would love to hear from you guys what you would want to see as the batting lineup, but. Look, the name of the game going into this offseason is trying to beat the Houston Astros. I think a part of the reason why you lost to Houston, you look at that baseball team, there was a lot of dogs. Batting and even their pitching, there was a lot of freaking dogs. I still think that there is work to be done with this team, but you added yourself another legit dog that can get you over the hump. I really do feel like if you have Trey Turner on last year's roster against Houston Astros, I think it would have been a much better series here. And realistically, what is what you're doing with this move is you are upgrading from Gene Segura. That's realistically what it is. You're upgrading from Gene Segura. So now you have uh, one of the best shortstops in baseball. It's been a while since we've been able to say that right here in Philly since the days of J- Jimmy Rollins. But now you move Trey Turner to shortstop. You move Bryson Stott to second base, where I think that he's going to absolutely flourish. If you guys remember when Gene Segura was out last year, that was a spot that you put Bryson Stott in, and I thought he did a really fantastic job. So I think that this infield has been solidified. Reese Haas is to first base. Listen, I understand a lot of your guys' frustration. And look, there could be a possibility he gets dealt. I don't think that is likely at this point. I think that the Phillies are going to keep rolling on with him. But 
I'll be honest with you guys, there's not many better first basemen out there in Major League Baseball. I'm telling you, the numbers are out there. So you got Reese at first, Bryson Stott at second, Trey Turner at shortstop, and Alec Boehm at third base. World Series, baby. Book those damn flights. Get that tattoo on your leg. I'm obviously kidding, but the excitement has instilled with us. I mean, we haven't talked Phillies baseball realistically for the last two months. We've still been reeling, and this is definitely one way to kind of ease our pain with this Phillies baseball team. It's it's freaking fantastic, and you got to find a way that the goal this offseason and continuing with every single other move, you have to find a way to be better than the Houston Astros, and this is definitely going to be a great way to start that. Six players in the Phillies lineup has been locked up for a total of $1 billion. That's the nu- that is the nutty business that is baseball. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Zach Wheeler, JT Real Muto, Nick Cassianos, and Kyle Schwarber all locked up. That is all equaling to $1 billion. If you wanted to tell me that this organization did not want to win, I'm going to call you a damn mother effing liar. And let's be honest with you, with ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, right now, I feel good heading into this baseball season, not just for making another World Series run, but how about a division title in the process? Because I'm not even scared of the Atlanta Braves anymore. The New York Mets, I'm sorry, but they have taken a step back. Justin Verlander over over Jacob DeGrom, I'm sorry, but that's not really putting too much fear in me, okay? I, I think that this division next year can very well be here for the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, things still need to happen. And obviously, you saw Zach Eflin gets a great deal to the Tampa Bay Rays, which kudos to Zach Eflin. An organization like Tampa that doesn't usually like to spend money usually are pretty efficient with their money. I don't understand the move, but hey, do what you got to do. We love you, Zach Eflin. Go get your dough. We ain't mad about it. Kyle Gibson goes down to Baltimore. I think it's a perfect situation for him. Not a lot of pressure down there. It's still kind of technically rebuilding. Um, so... When you're looking at this roster and you're looking at how to continue supplementing this team, I still think that they need another starting pitcher. Now, uh, Mick Abel and, and, of course, Andrew Painter are within the system, and there's still a lot of hype surrounding around those guys. Does Dabrowski and this organization trust those kids to come make that leap and be a starter? Painter's one I can envision. Abel, I would hold off just a little bit, but I do think that going out there and getting yourself another starter would be very beneficial. Obviously, you have Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez. Getting yourself another starting pitcher would continue solidifying it. Again, got to beat the likes of the Astros. You saw what they did. Christian Javier, uh, Justin Verla, which obviously they did They did lose. Um, but you guys get the picture. They got arms, and we need to compete with that, especially with the bullpen. Do we add another bullpen piece? Obviously, Eflin and Gibson leaves that playoff bullpen. Uh, so you obviously need to supplement that. And... Uh, Corey Knable, what 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 will be the deal with him? I don't believe I'll have to double check. I can actually look up here. Um, I don't believe that Corey Knable signed more than a one. I thought he signed a a proven type of deal um, with the Philadelphia Phillies. But um, regardless, the bullpen is definitely one to two pieces. Something you're going to have to kind of add on. And it was a one year, ten million dollar deal that he signed last year. So he is a free agent. If they want to bring him back. It would have to be less than $10 million. I don't think he's worth $10 million here. Uh, but this bullpen, one thing we could say, it's not a complete rebuild because obviously these guys have improved upon. Last year, they were one of the best bullpens in baseball. So you're really just adding on some depth that's going to be big. I do think that they also still should go out and get another outfielder. I love Matty V. 
Um, but we don't know how long we're going to be without Bryce Harper. Don't really feel too confident with Nick Castellanos out there every day as the outfielder. So that would be one position that I would definitely be looking at to kind of to supplement and to kind of upgrade as well. So offseason still underway, but Dave Dombrowski continues to strike magic on this baseball team. This was a domino effect that we were all waiting for. Now that this is under out of the way, um, now we can just focus on adding more. I really do think that this Phillies team, the most important thing that they're going to have to add going forward is another starting pitcher. Because I'm not sure if Painter and April are ready for that. And you just got rid of Gibson, and you just got rid of, of Eflin, and uh, I believe Syndergaard also is gone. So you need to find two, uh, two more guys at least, or at least one guy, and you can find that other that fifth starter for the regular season. But for the playoffs, really, that's what you need. And also, I mean, you do still have Bailey Falter. Obviously, you saw what happened in the playoffs. It kind of went away from Bailey Falter, uh, but he was a big piece of them getting to the playoffs within last year. So uh, we'll see what, what happens, man. But this is this is definitely a great way to start it off, man. Trey Turner. Who's getting those Trey Turner jerseys, huh? Who's getting themselves the Trey Turner jerseys? Holy smokes, congratulations. What's up, Luke? Thank you so much, brother, man. It's it's a great day here in Philly. That's a great way to start off the week, man. On Monday, a little midweek breaking news, a little, little little Phillies breaking news. What's up right now? How you feeling, man? Are you are you excited for the Phillies? Or are you still uh, holding out hope for the New York Mets? Phillies, Philly season, man. It is Philly season. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for this breaking edition. Core, listen again. Trey Turner is a Philadelphia Philly. Boo, right now. Boo, go Phils, go Phils. Um, so yeah, so as more news comes out with the Phillies and the Union, of course, we're also on the Union all season. Uh, we'll be doing all, some more stuff like this. Obviously, time constrained. Mondays are tough for me, so I just wanted to get this out as soon as possible and get that news out to you and give you guys my instant thoughts. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Read them in the comment section. So let me know in the comment section your thoughts on the Trey Turner news. Thank you so much for watching here, guys, on this Phillies Talk Live. We'll be back here tonight for Sixers uh, game recap, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Barcelona Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Phillies. Talk to you guys soon.